0: This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. I'm going to read it from the screens, and it says this. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is the prophet Isaiah. God is speaking to him and through him. This is long before Jesus ever came. And God is talking to Isaiah about who Jesus is going to be. He said, For unto us a child is born. For unto us it will be a son. And will call upon his name, Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. That's who his name will be. And the government will rest Upon his shoulders. I want to preach a message. You can write down the title of tonight's talk. It's really just called this because I believe this about God. It's called Our God is Love. So, the difference between God and us is this week when we go serve our city, we do love, but God doesn't do love. God is love. This is just who God is, He doesn't put it on. This is who He is. So when we come to the Christmas season, we are always reminded about how much God loved the world. And God sent His Son as a signal, a signifier of His great obsession and love for humanity. God loved so much that He gave. I want to pray and believe that God will come and speak to us and encourage us this evening Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Jesus, we thank you this evening that you are wonderful. You are gracious, you are kind, you are loving. We remind ourselves tonight of who you are. Thank you, God, that you are for us and not against us. Open up our eyes so we can see Jesus. Open up our ears so we can hear the Holy Spirit. Do something unique and profound in these moments and in this setting. And God, we thank you in advance that you will let next year the Lakers win a championship. We know it's not going to happen this year, but we got faith for next year. In Jesus' name and everybody said together. Come on, Angelinos! put your hands together. Spirit of Kobe is coming back to our, to our city in Jesus' name. Go Dodgers, go Rams, they lost, who cares? Okay. Um, so much of life to me is about just reading signals. Like people are always communicating to you whether you realize it or not. Life is just kind of trying to pick up what other people are putting down. So you're just always trying to get a read on, on what people are are indicating to you because communication's never just verbal so much of communication is body language okay like I'm trying to get my four-year-old to learn proper body language. I may be failing, but I'm trying to teach him okay so uh, just you, the, there's ways that you can tell if somebody loves you okay There are indicators that tell you whether somebody like if you're a single dude that's here tonight and you ask a girl out and she hesitates, that's a signal. Okay that's a sign. She already told you what she really thinks, and she has to think about it. She's not about it. Get out. Just whoop, whoop, next, okay? Just whoop, whoop, I'm out, okay? Because that didn't work. It didn't work. There are ways that I tell my wife my boo thing, my squeeze of nine years. There are ways that I tell my wife that I love her. Like, for example, when we were dating and we go to a restaurant, Julia can ask for whatever she wants. We're going to share it. She wants some of my drink. (laughs) Like just whatever she wants. She wants some of my food. It's like, oh, this is your plate, okay? Now, nine years into marriage, if we go to a restaurant and Julia asks for something on my plate, I'm like, you got the nerve to ask me for what I order. You are something else. You know that? The way I tell my wife that I love her is I slide the dish over, say, sweetie, have whatever you want, okay? So there are indicators like, you know, words of affirmation and quality time. And For example, like if, if, if words of affirmation were my wife's love language, I would be killing it as a spouse. But it's not. Acts of service is her love language so your boy's struggling. Because I don't wake up and go, oh, I want to do the dishes today. You know what I'm trying to do is clean up. That's not my love language, so I'm not killing it in the spousal department today. Anyways, how can you tell, how do you know that God loves you? What are the signs and the indicators to your life that God is obsessed with you? God has been saying this from from time of old. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse number 3 as it comes on the screen. It says, the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. How do we know that God loves us? I will tell you how we know that God loves us is not just because he talked about it, but because he was about it. He didn't just say it. No, he displayed it. God proved his love when he sent his one and his only son to this earth. And though he was rich, he became poor. Though he was deity, he became humanity. Though he was king, he became a servant. I am thankful today that God literally came and displayed it in action form, not just in talk, not just in verbiage. But come on, anybody thankful today that God loved us so much that he came and gave us his life? This is... This is a fascinating prophecy through the prophet Isaiah. For unto us, for unto us, for unto us a child is born. Can you write down point number one this evening? This this gift is for us. This is an us gift. Like Jesus was not given from heaven, God did not send Jesus so that a few elect people could get a shot at him. The gospel is not good news for a certain tribe or a certain tongue or a certain language. But Jesus and the good news of who he is is for every tribe and every tongue and every language. Come on, anybody thankful today? Come on, the gospel and the good news of Jesus, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter whether you're from Asia or Africa, South America, North America. Jesus is for all of humanity. This was a gift for us. It's an us gift. It's not for some people, it's for all people. It's not just for church folk. It's for every neighbor you have, every coworker you have, every family member you have. I got family members that need Jesus. Anybody else? Every cousin needs a Jesus. You would just say the word cousin, it's like, oh, my cousin needs Jesus. Every cousin is unsaved, okay? We don't have saved cousins, unsaved cousins. Don't laugh at me, laugh with me she said it's true see i think so so often we 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 think that jesus is is for is for for them and not for us this is this is for us this is for your family this is for your life For unto us, a child is born. I'm a pastor's kid. So every year, you know, we'd have Christmas Eve services. And and when we go home, you know, people in the church, sweet people at my parents' church would get us gifts. And we'd have all kinds of gifts. And so Christmas morning, you know, we would open up all the gifts. And it would, without fail, every single year, you'd open up all the, the gifts. And then there'd always be some straggler gifts around our Christmas tree. Some straggler gifts are gifts that have no name tag on them. We don't know who they're to, and we don't know who they're from. And so it gets to the end of all the Christmas that's ever happened in your house. And so at the, end, at the end of it, you know, us kids, we would start to open these, these unpa, un, no, no name tag. And we would decide if it was a good gift, it was for us. If it was a bad gift, that's for mom. So that's how we decided who gets what. But can I encourage you today? We're not not wondering who is Jesus for. Jesus is for you. Jesus is for your family. Jesus is for your children. Jesus is for Los Angeles. Come on, everybody thankful tonight. This gift, for unto us a child is born. This is a gift for all of humanity. This is not a gift for for just America. This is a gift for the world. For unto us a child is born. And what shall his name be? Isaiah says, and we know his name, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Now, why is it that Jesus has so many names? In fact, in the New Testament, Jesus is called 50 different names, 50 different names. Jesus is not like us. There's nobody that you and I know that we call five different names. Like, you don't have a friend that we call Rick, Bob, Tim, Ted, and Al. We don't, there's nobody in your world that you're like, I don't know today whether we call you Rick, Tim, Bob, Ted. Who else I said? Ted or Al? I don't. That's not. Jesus is not that way. That He has so many different names. The names of Jesus describe His nature. Describe his character. Describe who he is. So who he is cannot be limited within one name. So we have to understand that when we say the different names of Jesus, they're describing the different things that he can accomplish. He is wonderful to you. He is a prince of peace when you're in torment. He is a mighty God when you need healing. Come on, everybody thankful today. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the bright and morning star. He is the bread of life. He is the living water. He is the son of righteousness with healing in his wings he is the lily of the valley he is the great i am he is the cornerstone he is the messiah he is christ crucified you cannot summarize him with one or five names you need 50 names to describe how great our jesus is somebody ought to give him a little bit of praise in this 6 p.m there's just something about that name in fact can you write that down point number two there's just something about that name in fact, out of all the names of Jesus, I get most excited about one of the names that Matthew describes. Matthew chapter 1, verse 27. Can you put that verse up there? Watch, watch this. Or oh, sorry, verse 23, sorry. Matthew 1, 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name. Wait a second. I thought his name was Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. This is another name. Yeah, look at this name and his, we shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. I know that God is love because he came to live with us. I know that God is love because he is still with me. When the Bible teaches us, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, It is the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, that I know that Jesus is with me by my side, but he's with me in my spirit. That I don't have just Jesus walking with me tonight. I've got Jesus on the inside, the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit on living and breathing in me. I am thankful tonight that one of the names of God and one of the names of Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. You have to understand that all of these names are personalized to you. Who do you need Jesus to be this evening? Jesus will be that personal to you. If you need Jesus to be a prince of peace and you have anxiety and torment and you feel depressed and you're going through different scenarios in your head all night long and losing sleep, Jesus will be to you a prince of peace. If you're making a decision and you don't know the decision that you should do, whether you go or stay or this, that, or the business deal or whatever, and God will be a counselor to you. If you need God to be a healer, he is a mighty God. You know, at our church, we do not believe that God limited himself to only performing miracles in the Bible. We still believe miracles can happen today because Jesus is a personal God. Come on, who do you need him to be today? Come on, somebody just clap your hands and thank the Lord this evening that he is who he says he is is he can do what he said he would do it's just something about that name in fact the bible teaches us in philippians that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess jesus is lord they'll call upon that name if you don't know how to pray this evening i want to teach you a powerful prayer pray the name of jesus you you got to know god's into short prayers in fact God, whenever jesus talked about prayer he always talked about praying short prayers In fact, he rebuked long prayers. He talked about religious people that blab on and on and on and on and on when they pray. And when he taught us to pray, all of the prayers that Jesus taught us to pray were short prayers. Jesus walked up to raise somebody from the dead. Watch the prayer. Zacchaeus, get up. That's a short prayer. The next time you go to a meal and someone starts praying for Africa and Asia and South America and North America, just say, nope, not Jesus. All you got to say is, thank God we eating. Amen. Can I get a witness in the church? But you know the most powerful prayer you can pray. The most powerful prayer you can pray. Remix. Is you can call upon the name of Jesus. Next time you're feeling defeated and feeling overwhelmed, just speak out that name. I believe that the enemy and evil things have to get off of you when you Say that name, Jesus. I believe that when you declare his nature over your life, Jesus comes and he is who you need him to be. Now watch very carefully. It says, for unto us, unto us, for unto us, for unto us a child is born, a son. And his name will be called, what is it, five names, wonderful counselor, prince of peace, mighty God, everlasting father. And watch what it said. And, and the government, I love this word, and the government will rest on his shoulders. Woo, this is good. And the government will rest on what's the Bible talking about. The Bible's now referring to the law, the difference between the law and grace. The old world order, the old regime, the government was on your shoulders. You better perform. You better make it happen. You better work hard. You better bring that sacrifice once a year so you can get your sins forgiven for all your family. You better perform this thing and work this thing, and the weight and the yoke and the burden was on you. But when Jesus showed up, the government was lifted off your shoulders and onto his shoulders. Come on, anybody thankful today that there's a weight shift happening in your life? No longer are you burdened, no longer under your yoke of slavery, but you have been freed by grace. You are now under a new government. There's a new world order in town, and his name is Jesus i just wonder how many of you are still carrying so much burden and so you ever walk watch somebody and they just it's on their countenance they're carrying their shoulders are down and they're carrying stress and they're carrying financial burden and they're carrying sin and they're carrying depression and 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 their shoulders are heavy come on what is it that's on your shoulders tonight that you need to put on his shoulders In fact, would you write that down, point number three? It's really just a question this evening. What's on your shoulders that should be on his shoulders? Because I'll tell you, you ever see somebody with big, broad shoulders like myself? (laughs) And they got big, broad shoulders, and and it's like you know that when they go to the the squat rack, they can squat that stuff. You know what I'm saying? i never done squats in my whole life. All chest, no legs. What? And so, (laughs) Listen. God can, listen, his shoulders can handle what you can't. God can carry what is a burden to you. That's why the Bible says, watch this verse here in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It says, casting, oh my glasses ain't working, y'all, you gotta help me on that second word. Well, casting, what is the second word? Oh. Say it louder, what is the second word? Oh. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So why can't I put all my cares on his shoulders? Because God's saying, put it, I'll carry it. Don't you, don't you? No, no, no. It's too heavy for you. It's too much for you. It's gonna cause you to go sideways. It's gonna cause you angst. It's gonna cause you vex. It's gonna be too much for you. Put I'll carry the load. I'll carry the way. You got sin? Come on, bring it to me. You got addiction, bring it on my shoulders. I'm thankful tonight. I don't have to carry this load. I don't have to carry the burden. I don't have to carry the pressure. Come on, somebody give Jesus some praise tonight. If you're thankful, come on, I cast all my burdens, all my cares, because He cares for me. This is an invitation from God. God's saying, "What, what, what do you need me to be? I'll, I'll carry the burden. I love that Jesus is who you need Him to be. Jesus, whatever you need Him, He's a personal. You ever get a gift that's mono, Is it monogrammed? Is it monogrammed? It's monogrammed. Correct. Is it monogrammed? It's monogrammed. Okay. So, okay. And so. Last year, somebody in the church got me a passport, and it, was, uh, it had monogrammed the, a G for Georgia, like the, the G we use, and so this, boom, and then, and then put my name in it. It's monogram. It's personalized. I love the story of the woman from Nain. She was from Nain. She was a widow. Nain is the, is the boondocks. It's the outskirts. It, it's like living in Temecula. Nobody's from there. And so she's from Nain. She's a widow. And the Bible says that her son, her only son, has now died. The same day of his death is the same day of his funeral. She's on her way to go bury her boy, and all of a sudden, Jesus shows up. When Jesus shows up, the Bible says that Jesus, first thing he does is he has compassion on her. Why? Because he is compassion. Isaiah says he was a man of sorrows, fully acquainted with grief. So he didn't show up in Nain and go, what is the pastoral thing to do right now? No, he shows up in name and he has compassion because he is compassion. So to the woman, he shows compassion. Watch what he does to the son. The son is in the coffin, and Jesus walks up, and he says, boy, I say to you, arise. To the woman, she needed compassion, and to the boy, he needed resurrection. Jesus is whatever you need him to be. At the woman at the well, he was living water. To the woman caught in adultery, he was the Messiah. Come on, somebody thank God tonight. Jesus is whoever you need him to be, and he's showing up tonight. They say, get that stuff off your shoulder and put it on me. All of this comes, for unto us a child is born, a son has been given. The government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. All of this, what causes God to give his one and only son? Write down the last thought and worship team, you can come join me. Love made him do this. Love drove him to do this. God did not do this because he had to. God did this because he wanted to. God is obsessed with humanity. God's greatest love in this world is humans. God is in love with humans. The reason why Zoe Church, we have a dream team that serves and builds church is because we believe that God wants to rescue humans. The reason why we're out this week with Zoe Cares serving our city is because we we believe that God loves humans. The reason why we have growth track and you should get involved in serving our church and understanding the vision and the values and the standards of Zoe Church because we believe God is into humanity. God so loved the world. In fact, let me just put a verse on the screen. If you've never heard this verse before, it's the most famous scripture in all of the Bible. John chapter 3 verse 16. Watch this truth. For God so loved the world that he gave. Emphasis tonight please on world. Like God loved the world. Like God's into like places that are remote around the world. God's into humanity not limited to just our country or our nation or our continent but every region. God so loved the world, the world, that he gave his, his only begotten son, that whoever, whoever, it doesn't matter whoever, doesn't matter the ethnicity, doesn't matter the color of your skin, doesn't matter what you've done in your past, doesn't matter what you used to believe, doesn't matter what you touched or looked at, doesn't matter what you smoked, doesn't matter the decision you made, whoever believes in him shall not perish, that's hell, but have everlasting life, that's heaven. God so loved the world. You know, before Jesus came there was a chasm between God and humanity in fact Paul the apostle talks about a wall of separation there was no way that you and I could get to God because God was so perfect and you and I were so broken and God hated this wall he hated this separation he hated this gap and so God out of his love said I know what I'm gonna do the only way I can solve this problem is by sending my son to die for your sins If he dies for your sins and you believe in him, that he rose from the grave, you will not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, and by the way, on this earth, you will have access to the Father. You can come to me and talk to me about anything. I will forgive your sins. I will heal you of your diseases. I will forgive you of anything you've ever done. I will crown your life with tender mercies and loving kindness. God out of love gave us his son. Jesus out of love gave us his life. And now the Bible says the wall of separation has been broke down. Now you and I can come and talk to God whenever we want. I want to tell you, love made God do this. Love for humanity. Love for your children. Love for your life. Come on, everybody thankful tonight. God is a God that not just talks love. God is a God that is love. So when we come to Christmas time, we can be reminded that Christmas is love. Because Christmas is Jesus, for unto us a child is born. It's a child that was born in a manger, but I'm telling you he's a king. He was born in a stable, but I'm telling you he's a Messiah. For unto us a child is born. It's a baby boy. And I'm telling you the government's going to rest on that child. I'm telling you his name, this name. Don't just summarize it with Jesus. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the Great I Am. This is who he is. It is almost as if God is. You ever get a gift? It's classic my wife. My wife is so good at this. You ever get a gift and as you're opening it, the person that's giving you the gift is so excited about the gift, they start explaining what you're opening while you're opening it? Julia is the best. Like if I get a gift, I'm just helpless. I just want to stare at you. I'm reading every facial reaction you got because I, I want you to pour it out. Like I want you to be like, best gift ever. Julia, when she gives a gift, she wants to explain. Now, I got this for you because I know that you said six months ago that you liked passport holders. And she starts to explain the gift. Am I preaching to anybody who knows somebody like this? It's almost as if God, before he gave his gift, is explaining the gift he's about to give. I'm just going to show you what I'm about to give you. I'm about to bless you with a son. He will be a son. He'll be a child. It's going to be for everybody. I'm going to tell you what his name is going to be. I'm going to tell you what's going to be on his shoulders. Come on, everybody thankful tonight. We don't have to figure out who it's for. We don't have to figure out what it is. Come on, God is love. God is showing us who he is. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you were inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.